Hey everybody, welcome to week two of Long Story Short. Uh, but this is the regular midweek podcast, and last week we we had the I think we had a good conversation around like authentic relationship and yeah. how that can push you forward. Yep. This week, uh, this is this is the trick. So I would have just preached this past weekend. I would have. Just. <laughs> okay. See, I just I got to let everybody out on a secret because I'm wearing the same thing that I did last week. Yeah. So really, just to let everyone in on a little movie magic, we're doing this in advance. So that's the thing, right? So that's where that's where our tenses are wrong. How how can the Holy Spirit work that yeah. way? Yeah. All right. So you're going to be preaching, but when we when everyone sees this, you'll have already preached. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So okay. the idea around this whole story of Philemon, yeah, is this person named Onesimus who is his slave, right? Who ends up stealing from him. And now, like, he ends up meeting Paul, becoming a Christian, and you think, like, okay, I've done all these bad things, yeah, but now I'm a Christian, everything is forgotten. Jesus has forgiven it all, I don't need to go back there, I don't need to deal with it, mm-hmm. that's all. Well, Paul doesn't say that to Onesimus. Mm-hmm. He actually makes him go back with a letter that Paul writes to Philemon, the slave master, which is what we're reading. This is what we're reading. Right. And I mean, just picture it, right? Like Onesimus has to take a letter from Paul mm-hmm. to a mutual friend or a mutual person that they know, Philemon. Okay. He's taking it down this pathway towards Philemon's house. He could potentially get killed at this point. As an option. As an option. Yep. But he's doing it out of obedience to Paul. Mm-hmm. And because he wants to make what was wrong right. Yeah. And so here's the tension point, right? You have mm-hmm. Onesimus who has to face the person that he's hurt. Right. And Philemon who has to face the person who has wronged him. Hmm. That's very complicated. Right. And you, th- yeah, I mean, for both. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it for, I can't even pronounce his name. Philemon Onesimus. Onesimus. Yeah. Like I'm feeling it for him, but yeah. but no Philemon, like that's that's not gonna be easy either. Being no. faced with the guy that betrayed you. Right? And what's interesting about the portion of scripture that uh, was done this past weekend, Philemon uh, eight, uh, verses eight all the way to sixteen, mm-hmm. is that Paul says to Philemon, I'm not going to force you to forgive this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna force you to take him back in, I'm not gonna force you to date anything like that. I could, he says very clearly, I could do that. Right. But what I'm going to appeal to is the love that's inside of you. Mm. Like he knows Philemon is motivated by what Jesus has done for him. Mm. And so instead of forcing him to loyalty, yeah. he sa- or to loyalty to Christ, he says, look, like I'm going to appeal to the love that's inside of you that obviously comes from Jesus yeah. to forgive this person and to accept him back, not just as a slave, right. but as a fellow brother in Christ. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I think like, so yeah. So that's what we talked about. Oh, well, you know, like to have these authentic relationships, to have these partnerships that bring refreshing, mm-hmm. you have to do the hard work. But here is an example of hard work. Yeah. And like, I bet you after he got robbed, Philemon does not want to forgive this guy. Yeah. And I guarantee you that Onesimus is probably terrified to even 
knock on the door to say I'm back with this letter from Paul. Yep. Well, that's interesting. And I mean, I have, I, you know, I, I mean, and that happens today too, in terms of, I, you know, the, you know, when people are, are so wronged, I know I've heard of, you know, people say like, well, you know, I wouldn't, I couldn't forgive them. There's yeah. no way there's no, I wouldn't be able to, you know, forgive them. Um, but yet it's interesting when you're put in a situation where you're offered or you need to offer forgiveness or could offer forgiveness it there's something there's something there that is superhuman otherworldly mm-hmm. whatever it is this with the strength that you're given to do that is is something that i think a lot of people don't relate or can't understand it's like how could you forgive that person for what they did to you and uh i think it's amazing how god can work in those situations and empower probably empower both parties to do yeah. to do the thing that they need to do because again, it's sort of like you, you know, he he could have just gone on his way and 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 you know hung out with Paul and said, you know what, that's in the past, and I'm not going to think about it. But to to actually have the courage to do that also took superhuman strength. I would I would think so, especially especially if death is an option. But, is, but isn't that like for me? the cuteness of sometimes what we say is oh you know just forgive forget yeah move on yeah get to the other side and paul doesn't say that to yeah. either one he's saying look like you need to go make it right right because you wronged this person and this person wronged you you need to actually not only just forgive them but accept them yeah yeah and i wow. think like what's what's really important about the conversation is that you have two people who now are saying that they follow Jesus, yeah. right? So Philemon yeah. is, I mean, he's the guy, he's the he's right. the church, he's the church building, the church planter where, you know, the, the church in Colossae is meeting at his house. Mm-hmm. But then now Onesimus is now a brother in Christ. And so this is the difference. This is That's why, the these are why, you know, again, because I don't think we put, we don't even necessarily expect that of any everyone. No. Right? Like if... Uh, if you don't claim to be a follower of Jesus, then I mean, there's a whole different set of rules, really. I mean, obviously, I think there's there is always benefits to forgiving, but um, it's a uniquely a unique thing where when you say you follow Jesus, then this is how you are, mm-hmm. right? And it goes deeper than just I forgive you. Let's just part ways and right. never, you know, like. I understand that forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. Okay. I get that. Okay. But at the same time, in this situation, there is this push from Paul mm. for it not to just be, well, just forgive him and, and, and get over it. Yeah. It's like, you still own this guy. Yeah. Like, he is a runaway slave. Hmm. Like, you could mistreat him. You could do those things. You can, now, but now that he's a brother... You, it's not enough for you to just say, well, I forgive you, just become a slave again and just yeah. you know do whatever. Right. He's saying, like, take it a step further and accept him as a brother. Mm. And I think sometimes like when it comes into the Christian faith, especially the world, the Christian world, we're okay with the forgiveness piece, but the hard work of stepping it up and being like, we're actually still family. Yeah. That's difficult. Yeah. It is. I mean, and I think even, 
I, I really do because I know I was talking to to a gentleman who um, whose father was killed in a in a drunk driving accident, mm. and uh, this was in in the context of this. I was talking about a story where there was an incredible act of forgiveness made, and this gentleman said, "I you know it's been thirty years, but I still cannot forgive." Yeah. this man yeah i cannot forgive him for what he did yeah. and i like i don't i wouldn't want to pretend that knowing jesus like all of a sudden cures it all but no. it's like if you don't you know man I, I feel like and i know people do forgive people that don't know jesus but man i feel like it's an extra they got to take an extra step without having having that the gospel as a as a foundation for why you make those kind of decisions, right? I actually think it'd be harder. I actually find it harder to forgive people who are Christians because mm, they shouldn't be doing what they're they, doing. They should know better. Yeah, they should know better. It's true. Yeah, it's harder because it's yeah. like well, like like even in this situation with Onesimus and Philemon, like I get it, like but he he wasn't a Christian, right? And then because of God's providence, like he ends up hanging out with Paul and getting becoming a Christian. Right. And so now for Philemon, it's like, okay, well, he did this because he wasn't a Christian. He is now a Christian. I'm still very angry about this, but I hear what Paul is saying to me. Like, mm-hmm. I not only need to forgive him, I need to accept him as a brother and do all that. Right. But then, like, I think the hardship for many, many people within the local church is people that are Christians have hurt you, yeah. knowingly hurt you, yeah. knowing that they shouldn't be doing this stuff and they're still doing it. And so, where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? I think, I, I don't know if there's... I, what I do know is that Jesus is very clear about forgiveness. Right. Well, and I think that's the, you know, and again, I, as much as I would love to think that once you become a Christian, you know, you instantly become like him. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, that's, that's our goal, but... Um, it's unfortunately not the case and it doesn't you know and i know obviously the world looks on to us and judges not judges or asks well why are you no different than us then uh and i think i think that's a fair that's a fair criticism sometimes Mm -hmm. but i think it's also indicative of of what the gospel is at its core and that is the only difference is that we're forgiven and are we, if we've accepted that forgiveness, yeah. right? So, I mean, I do hope that, again, I think we have to be striving for that. But uh, I guess for me, it's like at some point when you hear about the failings, you hear about the, you know, it's like, well, there's, are, are we surprised anymore? And are we surprised that Christians hurt Christians anymore? And is it even possible for them not to hurt each other? I don't know. But see, I, but even the difference in this story is like Onesimus utilizes humility Hmm. like i never have a problem with like i understand that people will hurt me and i will hurt people sure my issue is always when people won't own it Hmm. that's i mean that's fair right like i think like it is more devastating when a brother in in faith yeah does something to you that's hurtful or a sister or whatever you know however you want to frame it yeah but i'm always i never have a problem with people when yeah you've done something stupid but you admit that it's stupid i shouldn't have done that yeah and i'm going to walk away from it and not do it again i'm so sorry for that doesn't mean that it will make it any less painful sure but at least you know that the person owns it whereas a lot of people's experiences around church and church people is that 
instead of owning it, there's always a deflection towards, well, you made me do it. Right. Or um, this, you know, the reason yeah. why I did that was because I was in this circumstance or that circumstance or, you know, I was in, in a bad headspace and I just did it. Instead of just being like, look, I'm, I'm not a great person. I'm still trying to figure out who I am in Christ and I'm becoming more like Jesus. Yeah. I screwed up. I'm sorry. You know, uh, that doesn't mean that you have to like me, but I want you to know it's not coming from, right. you know, uh, uh, self-serving place. Yeah. I just want you to know that. I think that's what makes the difference in it. Yeah. I think you raised a good point there and previously about the, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. So, you know, I think, I think that's even a hard, like hard to forgive, but still acknowledge that mm-hmm. I'm sorry that like this, nothing more can come from this or, yeah. and how do you know when, at what point do you not reconcile? At what point do you reconcile? Well, my thing is how can reconciliation happen if a person will own their stuff? Sure. Yeah. Now, is it is it up to the person who is doing the forgiving to attempt reconciliation? No. Okay. Not if there's a pattern that continues with the other person. See, this is the thing. I think Marvin has said this over and over again. Is like you're responsible for you. Mm-hmm. So forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. Has everything to do with yourself. Oh, that's good. So yeah. yeah, like if somebody has wronged me, I can forgive them. Right. But reconciliation can only happen if the other person humbly says I was wrong. Right. So in that, in that case, right, we're not, we're not suggesting that someone can keep coming at you. No. And you just gotta be like, cool, no, forgive I, you, forgive you. I think if you see a pattern in somebody that is continually doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. I think you can release yourself right. by forgiving them because yeah. that's what Jesus commands. Right. Uh, you know, even in Matthew five, Matthew six, like when you look at the, the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, like the idea of forgiveness is forgive other people. Otherwise God won't forgive you. Right. But it never, there's never this indi- in indication that you have to continue to be in a relationship with that person, mm. um, intimately the way that you were prior. Right. It's, it's forgive them. Yeah. But this is where I think reconciliation is so like this. This is gospel. Hmm. Like Jesus has made a way for us to be forgiven, hmm. but it's out of humility of admitting how awful you are as an individual person that actually kind of ignites the forgiveness of and accepting it. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't you can't actually start following Jesus until you admit how awful you are. And that takes a lot of humility to say, I, I'm not good. I have all of my stuff is just messed up. Yeah. I don't have it together. I have like completely offended you, God, but I want to be in relationship with you. Mm. That's the only time reconciliation happens. Like the idea of Jesus forgiving us, that's a, that's a reality. For sure. But the only time it is actually activated is when you humbly admit how awful you are as an individual. Right. And so, yes, so that empowers the victim to not be, feel the weight of having to carry something when, yeah. No, that's, you know, like an abusive father or a, or a, uh, you know, some, somebody who has, who has really caused you pain, has screwed you over out of money or a business relationship. I think as Christians, there is this space where we, yes, you have to forgive, 
because that's what Jesus calls us to. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that that relationship is going to be reconciled. Right. But it also means that if if the person is willing to be humble or you're willing to be humble enough to admit your wrongs, there can be reconciliation. Right. Yeah. And I think it's amazing hearing stories of hearing stories of things that you never thought would be possible. It is possible. And I know people that have spent years in situations that um that they like there's just logically no way that reconciliation could happen mm -hmm. and it does so um that's a testament to the gospel as well and and my question is why does it like what did it take for the reconciliation to happen it took most stories is it takes either the person the person that has offended mm -hmm. to take a step towards the person that they've offended right and admit look i you know i screwed up yeah yeah wow that's i mean it's heavy but i think it's it's freeing for both parties um you know again they don't have to not not either person has to solve it on their own no. you each bring something um and then you know by god's grace um again beautiful things can happen mm -hmm. and because because we are fallen and broken, it's not always doesn't always end beautifully. But at least, again, I think the uh, the emphasis on again between you and God, at least, is right, mm -hmm. right. So, and hmm. that's all we have control over. Yeah. And I think like if we're open to having those those relationships reconciled, it's great. But even this story, like mm -hmm. Philemon could have just forgiven Onesimus for being stupid. Yeah. But here the tension point is. <laughs> Do I jump into a relationship with this person who is now back? Right. But now is humble enough to face me. Yeah. Like that that's a hard space to be. And then even for Onesimus, like how much humility does it take to say, I'm willing to die hmm. to make things right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I know the feeling of uh like needing to ask forgiveness even if the consequence is unthinkable Massive. yeah you know and there's i think that's the work of the holy spirit too when you feel the like you know for me it was a weight like i felt like a physical weight mm -hmm. and it's like i i can't physically keep this up and so for me it was i you know what i need to ask for forgiveness because the weight of not asking for forgiveness is worse than the consequences that i might face yeah Right, and so I think that's obviously the Holy Spirit at work in us too, to convicting us, and and um, but, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's all for our benefit, right? And I think that's the that's the thing that we these things aren't meant to cause us grief. All of these things that that, that we've been mm -hmm. instructed to do are for our benefit, which I think is amazing. How um, he knows he knows what's best yeah. for us, right? Physically, even what's best yeah. for us. Yeah. But I think that's what that's where people struggle is like the conviction. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we confuse condemnation and conviction all the time. Like mm. so, like the conviction side of it is a positive thing because ultimately what it does is it shows you where you're wrong. Right. But who likes being told they're wrong? Right. Nobody. Nobody. So we're constantly trying to justify our actions and whatever, and that's the that's the piece of conviction that is so hard is yeah. that it. God is asking you and 
and, and showing you a way to face yourself. Right. And so you can't face yourself without any humility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, if you can't face yourself, how will you ever face the people that you've wronged? Exactly. So, you know, I think, I think we talk a lot about reconciliation and like making things right. Mm -hmm. But like we said last week, it's hard work. Yeah. And it takes, I think, humility. Humility is the clincher to actually, actually watch reconciliation happen. Forgiveness can happen outside of that. Yeah. But unless you have humility, you'll ne it, it will never get better. So are we going to find out what happens in the story? Next week. Okay. Next week. Okay. Next week. Right on. All right. Well, thank you for spending time. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for spending time with us again. Uh, listen, if you want to find all the other podcast episodes, I mean, you're on YouTube right now if you're watching this. So just scroll through. Look at all of the past sermons and everything. Uh, but if you're looking for audio, elamchurch.podbean.com or iTunes. Search up Elam Church over there. 